Stunt Podcast. Okay, and we're live. This is Matthew, and we're back with a year-end special for You Deserve a Drink. As always, I'm joined with Rizzle. What's going on, dude? We did it, man. We made it to the very end of the year <laughs> and, uh, and are wrapping things up even on the holiday break and everything. So I've uh, been, been loving doing this, man. I'm, I'm excited to do this uh, sort of year-end episode. Likewise. So, I mean, there's probably a lot of places to start. Uh, I just think it would be nice to review like what's happened on scent uh, in broad strokes over the last year. Uh, is that okay? Absolutely, man. Your perspective is obviously different than mine uh, on different ends of things. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear from your end, uh, sort of your overview. Cool. So obviously there's a lot that's happened on Scent. We grew about like 700% from the beginning of the year until now in terms of users. That's awesome. There's some real bright spots that I hope will grow uh, in, into 2020. There's some really interesting musicians that were starting to do their thing. DJ Lethal Skills, as any listener of You Deserve a Drink will hear in our intro and outro, they're trying to, to really do some, some interesting things in the blockchain space with music. I hope to see more experiments from people like him. I know Connie put out an awesome post with some of their music. One of their new goals in 2020 is to do more music in the blockchain space. So music in general is really interesting thing. I, I feel like if there's more of that on scent, that's great for people. We saw some nice early signals there. Obviously we can't talk about scent without talking about Joel and from blockchain to Netflix. He gained a huge audience on scent, a lot of fans. And I feel like what he did, what Reme Du did, Easy and Crypto, uh, Chachi as well. With the video, I, I hope that with what we're going to un unroll feature-wise on set in the future in 2020, uh, will help more creators like in that video sphere really start to create a lot more interesting content. And when it comes to crypto and writing, we pretty much got everyone on board. We have folks like Evan Von Ness, Brian Flynn, Peter Pan, Austin Griffith, Mackie, of course. Pretty much everyone but Vitalik <laughs> jumped on by the half year mark in 2019. So that was really cool to see. Hopefully our new incentive mechanism will get those folks back and start creating and sharing more content there. That's, that's always something that's really exciting. But I mean, if we would look at 2019 and we try to highlight two of the dominant themes, crypto art and VR and crypto voxels, those are the two bright lights, I think, of the past year. And I mean, there's a whole list of names we can go through. I think like back in the early part of the year, obviously Connie was leading the way, but folks like Clay Cal 303 were sharing the art early on, just doing things for the community that I thought were really exciting. Gold Key, No Shot, I remember. Neil Yadav, Mighty Moose. Easy and Crypto doing his thing early in the day. Uh, and then blackbox.art, Lazarus2571, uh, Max Osiris, Ms. Al Simpson, Matias C, Stina Jones, and LibT, uh, WG Neats, all hopping on board doing their thing. And just, it's so awesome to see all this amazingly, like aesthetically beautiful art being shared on scent and not just on scent, but over in CryptoVoxels and VR. So like people like Conlin and Skeeny and Piendex and No Shot with his quests and all the wearables that were being created and Puffin contributing to all the, the different initiatives and events that were popping up over there. It was just so awesome to see. But 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> those are the, the bright spots on scent. Uh, I feel like what was happening on scent was a beautiful microcosm of what was happening in the broader crypto sphere. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I joined scent like right before the, the big swing into crypto art. So I got a taste of like all of the, um, people you mentioned in the beginning who were big contributors then, and, and then, uh, you know, some of them took some breaks or, um, you know, distance themselves once the big swing into crypto art happened. Um, but I feel like it, it's, it was amazing. It's amazing to think right now, like, you know, in a couple of days, a, a piece of crypto art in 2019 will never be made again. Like there's a finite amount of 2019 crypto art. And I, I honestly feel like this will be looked back on as like the golden age of, of crypto art, you know, the, the big startup, the incubation period. And to, you know, have been a part of it and have had a front row seat and seen the role that Scent has played and all these artists, uh, you know, who have come together on Scent and sprung up their own communities, like communities within communities and working together outside of uh, the platform and everything has been really an amazing thing to see blossom over time uh, rapidly. And, and I, I feel like 2020, everything changes and, and we can get into you know, in a minute, what, what we think the direction is going or whatever, but I'm super bullish on this whole space in general. So I really think like, you know, as we had said in the previous podcast, like the days of this like close knit community where we're all in these like, you know, fun loving, uh, bidding wars for the benefit of each other or whatever are, are super numbered as, um, you know, the space continues to grow. So, you know, 2019, spending so much time on this platform, building the relationships that I've built, all the people you shouted out, you know, has been so much fun, man. You, you had posted on your Christmas post or whatever, and I just responded to you, man. It's, this has been a really fun year to be a part of this whole space and this whole community and the positive energy and, and the encouragement and collaboration, you know, I feel like has, has pushed everyone's boundaries a little bit. A lot of these artists are experimenting with things they haven't experimented before and, and testing their own artistic limits. Good things come out of collaborations. And I feel like anytime you're, you're pushing your boundaries and you're testing new waters, it's you know a, a positive thing for growth overall. And uh, I think the landscape changes in 2020 drastically. Like by, by the end of 2020, I think everything looks different. So you know the fact that we're able to sort of tie up 2019 with a nice, uh, nice bow and say, this has been so awesome. The community is so dope. And, and to be, who too have been a part of it, um, has really been a blessing. So yeah, got, got a lot of love for 2019 cent for, for sure. For sure. Digital fist bump to you, bro. I mean, it was, it was awesome to be able to do this with you and well, let's, let's get right into it. So 2020, what do you see playing out? Like what major changes do you see happening? What do you think the focal points will be uh, heading into 2020? Well, I think the space in general and, and scent are like, you know, it's slightly two different conversations with, with scent. It's hard to know what's, what's going to happen. I feel like no matter what new changes you roll out, some people will love it and some people be pit, will be pissed. So there's going to be some sort of like cultural shift uh, at some point on scent, you know, based around those changes. Um, I think the crypto art community will maintain itself in some form, no matter what. Um, and, and I think that space is only going to continue to grow. 
I think 2020 is the year, man. I, I've, I've, you know, been involved in the crypto scene for a very long time. And I feel like the, the rocket has been ready to take off for a while now. And I, I think, you know, paired with the, the Bitcoin happening that's happening in 2020, I know that's not like, you know, Ethereum, but it does have a direct effect on the market and the hype uh, around the market. I feel like this is the year, man. I'm, I'm super, super bullish on this whole space. Not not just crypto art, but this the concept of like verifiable ownership on the blockchain is a game changer. And, you know, we saw the article about Nike uh, a couple weeks ago. And dude, if this space extends into like physical commodities and, and like collectibles and shit, like I hope Ethereum's blockchain is like primed for the flood that it, it's going to undergo because it's going to be 10 times worse than the crypto kitties, you know, debacle or, or whatever. I, I think if they can refine this concept and everything and, and physical commodities start jumping on board, crypto art and, and NFTs aside, the, the whole thing is, is going to explode. Possibly literally. I, I think OpenSea server will explode at some point <laughs> because of the traffic uh, that they're going to get um, I, I, or they're going to get acquired by like a much larger company sometime in 2020 because I, I think you're going to see real big money flowing into the space. There's some post on Scent a couple weeks ago and it was talking about someone who has been minting their favorite artist's artwork with their permission. And as soon as I saw that that was being allowed like in general, I'm like, Dude, this this is a game changer. Once people find out that they can basically be like agents for artists or something, like the real big estates, the real big money is going to start to flow in. And for better or for worse, I, I feel like the artists and the platforms that aren't like already firmly established are are going to get dusted. There's going to be too much flowing into this space. Going to be you know more exchanges opening like OpenSea that that are either going to you know, do the higher end or do the sketchy end of uh, the tokenized things that are out there. And so, you know, how my biggest gripe with any ex expanding space is like when it gets flooded with shit. And I, I think we've like really just scratched the surface of like the big money coming in. And, and when the real big money comes in, then the, <laughs> then the shit really starts to uh, flood everywhere. So I think it's a good thing. I, you know, obviously for the people who are firmly established, who already have their fan bases and everything, for, for the marketplaces that are set for big volume, you know, I, I think it'll be good. But I think by the end of 2020 or so, when, when the dust has settled, the landscape will look drastically different with a lot more money flying around, which will be good if you make it through and, and bad if you, you know, didn't get your ticket on the train early enough. What do you think? I'm largely, I think, on your side. I wrote about this the other day in my 2020 predictions, but I feel like 2020 is going to be the year of the NFT. And that includes crypto art as much as it, like any other crypto collectible or game piece, or anything like that. I feel like 2019, everything was, was dark. Everything was negative. DeFi was kind of a bright spot, but I just feel like that's so unapproachable for most people. Most people can identify with investing and like making compound interest. Like it's, it's beyond them. It's not like, super interesting. But crypto art, game pieces that you actually own, that digital ownership component that you mentioned, that's something that is pretty readily understandable. And I think that in, in 2020, if 
enough companies or enough artists start to come on board, if more whales start to come into the space, and if more like game makers start to have bigger announcements that they're going to have some sort of crypto tie-in, and the players are going to be able to actually own some of these pieces, I mean, whatever that means in, in that gaming context, oh my God. And then add on top of that, like if companies like Nike actually are able to tokenize their offline, like the real world products in a, in a way that makes sense, oh my God, more regular people are going to be onboarded to crypto than like we probably would have ever imagined in 2020. And they're going to be onboarded into the NFT, crypto collectible, crypto art space. And once they're in there, they're going to be able to see what's next to them. So if they come in for the like digital shoes, they'll be like, oh, what's this crypto art thing? If they come in for the games, oh, what's this crypto collectible thing? You know what I mean? And then they're, they're going to come across the platforms like OpenSea and then SuperRare are going to be two of the biggest beneficiaries. Sites like Maker's Place, Known Origin, the other marketplaces, they'll have like runoff effects, but oh my God, SuperRare and OpenSea are going to be two of the biggest winners. And hopefully Scent will be well positioned to be a place where everyone can start talking about all of that shit on Scent in a community that's like ready made to listen and respond uh, and provide guidance and, and things like that to the newcomers. And getting more money into the space, more liquidity and having higher and increased exchanges. Oh my God. Like if that flywheel starts to turn, Everything that you could imagine could happen will begin to happen. I think the next most logical place for that spillover to occur would be in VR, in crypto voxels, where people would then be able to go in and, and see that there is a place where they can show off some of their digital goods that they've started to, to collect and buy. They're going to see like a whole new space where they can start to do things that they haven't even thought of. So like, I think one of the trends that I thought was really interesting this year were all the events that we started to see pop off in CryptoVoxels, your birthday, the virtual reality extension of the LA crypto art show meetup, right? The Mint Base December advent calendar NFT giveaway. Those sort of events, I, they're just scratching the surface, I think, of what is possible in VR. Yeah. And I think in 2020, we're going to start to see some more native level events start to happen. Who knows, like maybe that means like some sort of global jam session for musicians, right? I know Ozzy Master was the DJ for your, your birthday party and then tried to do that for the Mint Base event, the, the last day that they held that. What's stopping multiple parties like collaborating in some sort of concert in some space over in CryptoVoxels? Like who knows what will be, what will hit? what will gain traction, but I think we'll start to see some really unique interactions take place natively over in the CryptoVoxels and the, the virtual reality space. For sure, man. I, yeah, we've obviously just scratched the surface with that. I mean, we, we really witnessed the, that from the very, very ground floor uh, turn into a, a thing. So uh, yeah, CryptoVoxels is going to have to work out a way to handle our parties, man, as, <laughs> as the uh, space continues to grow. Um, they're, they're only going to get bigger and better with more uh, dope wearables. No, man, I, I really feel like we might be witnessing like the thing that the whole crypto space is been waiting for it and and maybe i'm just too far down the rabbit hole or or you know too too deep into this or whatever but i feel like the whole space has been waiting for a, a palatable on-ramp for the everyday person that they can 
understand and get on board with without having to understand crypto. And you know, in our interviews with uh, with Roll and and with Maker's Place, um, you know, both of them that that was their common uh, you know beat that they were trying to work out is how to onboard people who don't want to have to fiddle around with the the crypto end of things and just get them on doing the thing they get paid in crypto and and everyone can basically understand that right there's been like so many like in-game currencies uh you know second life which i'm sure is still out there has has like its own currency that was like traded on various exchanges like way before even cryptocurrencies so you know i feel like people can wrap their head around that concept and now we're finally starting to see things that people can identify with the the benefits of the crypto space without having to understand the the jargon and and the idiosyncrasies and and everything so coming into the video game space the collectible space this may be it man this may really be what like allows crypto to turn the corner as long as they can respond to the demand as it increases. But like I said, man, I'm, I'm super, super bullish on this. I, I feel like this, this may be the thing um, because I, I honestly, I'm pretty well versed in this space and I, I can't think of any like other tangible on-ramp for someone who doesn't understand crypto. And uh, you know, this, this may be the thing, man. And, and to be here on the ground floor and to have been a part of it, um, is, is, has been so much fun. Um, and yeah, man, our podcasts are going to be different by, by this time next year. That's for sure. A hundred percent. But I mean, again, like to your point, the, the scaling constraints that we saw back in 2017 and early 2018 with CryptoKitties, like hopefully all these layer two solutions, they, they really start to, to pay dividends. Hopefully these projects have invested in those ancillary infrastructures for their products so that if there's any like extra load, they can use those layer two like uh, state channels or payment channels. But I think next to that is probably social money potentially. Do you see someone like Connie? Do you think Hue is going to explode in 2020 and the Hue whales are going to make bank, or do you think that social money is going to kind of fade into the background for 2020 and stay low key as other creators come on board and people try to figure out if that has any any legs or if there's any there there what do you think about social money in 2020 i i think it it will only become more of a thing as time goes on i mean this is like basically what what every store does with their like rewards benefits right they're just sort of like all able to be exchanged for each other and and ethereum at at the end of the day that's like the big difference so i think it'll totally be a thing um, the, the monetization of it is, is going through sort of a clunky period right now. Uh, there, there's, uh, you know, the values are swinging wildly. You, you can exchange one for lots of another. Um, so it, it's, it's going to take a while to like really find the balance and, and for people to, uh, figure out the best way to utilize it properly. But I don't, I don't see any of this going anywhere, like, unless there's some sort of catastrophe. You know, Connie's one of these people who he he's so deeply entrenched in this whole space that you know he's he's going to win out in 2020 because he's so relevant and, and is constantly in people's faces and innovating and and everything. So uh, the the social currency is cool. I feel like that's that's behind the crypto art scene in terms of like finding its legs and figuring out the best way to utilize it and and uh, you know value it appropriately and everything. Um, 
Dude, the, I, I have a connection at Ernst & Young, uh, and, you know, the, the one thing that also happened this week that made me feel super bullish about this whole space is that they're having a live webcast for retired partners that's all about the blockchain and the benefits of the blockchain. And, you know, when big companies are doing stuff like that specifically for, like, the old people to understand <laughs> things – we're like finally really like working our way up the food chain to the, like we're, we're, we've reached the end of the road when we're trying to explain it to them. Right. Like we, we've finally gotten most of the people on board, but when you're trying to explain to, you know, some of your biggest influencers, uh, you know, and, and inviting them to this um, webcast, that's just for them to understand the benefits of blockchain, blockchain and, and digital technology and everything. Um, you know, that, that doesn't happen unless you know, people are very serious that this space is here to stay. So it's it's uh, it's only getting better from here, man. Oh, for sure. But I mean, there's a lot of positives going for 2020. I see a lot of bright spots, but I do see some headwinds. I know we've been seeing some news lately of like, for example, Apple literally telling Coinbase Wallet saying, hey, you got to get rid of the whole DAP browser. I don't know if you have Coinbase Wallet or even if you have an Apple iOS phone. But if you have an iOS phone, like you can't go into Coinbase Wallet anymore via the browser because they've deemed that just in total violation of the terms and conditions. So they're effectively turning those DAP browsers just into like simple ETH wallets. So they're making people go through basically desktop, uh, relegating all the use of Web3 to desktop with the extensions and things like that. I feel like a lot of sites, if if they don't have Fortmatic integrated, like on their their mobile uh, web experience, then it's like people just simply won't be able to interact uh, on the mobile. They'll have to go to desktop, which is like a huge bummer. And then I know Google, up until this point, they've been pretty chill about enforcing anything negative against the space. But MetaMask mobile browser was just like cut out at the knees over the weekend. For some reason, whatever algorithm they use to, to scan the apps and things like that, they were flagged initially for providing a service that allowed people to, to mine, which is totally just, you can't mine anything with uh, MetaMask Mobile. Anyway, they got flagged and then MetaMask appealed and their appeal got rejected, which sucks. So like no new users are able to download the MetaMask uh, Mobile app, which is a shame because MetaMask Mobile was like a million times better than MetaMask extension on the desktop. Like it was a slick product. So seeing things like that from Apple and, and Google, it's pretty sketch. And since they are essentially the gatekeepers to uh, the web for most of the world, if they try to do anything more to really curtail the use of Web3 crypto uh, in the space, it could make things a little bit bumpy. I still see the fact that crypto, essentially, if you control your, your seed phrase, your wallets, like you can use your crypto and access your NFTs from anywhere, which is amazing. Like if you had an app that was linked to your bank and Apple or Google just banned that, that app, like you would be, you'd be effed. You wouldn't be able to access your funds. You'd be up a creek. But with crypto, the cat's already out of the bag. You can't put that back in there. It's just going to be a bumpy ride to figure out what the workable solution is there. But I see that as a potential headwind heading into 2020. Is there any any aspect of 
2020 that you're kind of worried about that you think could negatively impact the space or cause a lot of people to kind of get cold feet and not enter? I think you said it, man. Uh, there, and then there was, and on top of that, there was also the situation where YouTube banned like hundreds and hundreds of crypto related uh, videos and everything just randomly. And uh, that's the thing, man. I, you live and die by the algorithm with, with, with Google and YouTube. Um, I, I had a buddy who was sort of a starving artist. He had a gaming channel on YouTube. This is like a decade ago. YouTube changed the algorithm and all of a sudden he's making thousands of dollars a week on his gaming channel, moved to LA and just like makes, you know, YouTube videos and plays with his band and everything. And, you know, the, you, you can, you can live and die by the hand of the, the Google algorithm. So that, that would be my main concern is like overregulation of this space and, and censorship. You know, at the end of the day, I feel like, like you said, the cat's out of the bag. It's, is it just going to be a shorter or longer road to get to the inevitable uh, end result or whatever? But I, I feel like that is what would keep this space down or under wraps is some sort of like over censorship, uh, over KYC, just continuing to make it extra complicated for uh, people to get on board. But I, I also feel like that's like whack-a-mole, like, like good ideas eventually will rise to the top. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about the internet and social media and viral marketing and everything is that like good, good concepts, I feel like with enough effort behind them eventually become known. So, but I feel like it farthers the need for, you know, crypto to have its own native shit, stuff like that. I feel like needs to be inherent in this space. Otherwise you're always going to be living and dying by someone else's algorithm. And, and that's just like the way it is right now. And, and that needs to change. For sure. And I mean, I feel like it's incumbent upon any of these like crypto YouTubers, they kind of need to come together as a stronger community. I mean, these people have uh, at last glance, hundreds of thousands of like followers. That's crazy. They combine, like they should have millions of fans following them if they're real people. I'm sure a huge portion of those followers are bots or, or, or whatever. But I mean, if you look at the crypto art community, like this is a relatively small community, but we're fucking all in it together. We're all helping one another out, cross-promoting one another, buying art from another, selling, things like that. I mean, this is the way forward. You got to be a tight community. If you have a tight community your community should be able to live anywhere. I really like that kind of way of thinking when we spoke with uh, Sid from TriRoll. I mean, really, like if we're, if we're that close of a community, if you have followers that are that passionate about your shit, they're going to follow you wherever you are. You just got to make sure that you're able to be followed and you're not just entrenched on, on one particular platform, not overextended some, some other place. But that, that community building is going to be a huge major aspect. And that's sort of what the changes that we have planned for Scent. I really see that playing a pretty cool central role. With our new Spark contract, one of the, the cool benefits to anyone that's on Scent, we're going to provide everyone with a .cent.eth subdomain. So like for example, rizzle.cent.eth, anyone can send money to that smart contract via that subdomain. Those are the sorts of tools that we need to start providing to the creators in this space so that they have a better handle on who their actual real fans are so that they can kind of maintain that community, not just on scent, but all across the internets, right? So I feel like 
that's the direction to go, no matter what kind of creator you are. 2020 is going to see the build out of, of these sorts of tools so that they can hold on to their communities and keep those tight relationships and so that they can eat at the end of the day because they're not doing this for fun. They're doing this to, to make a living. Dude, it's all, it's all about the community, man. I, and I, I like that sentiment and uh, agree with that wholeheartedly about this community that, that has sort of unfolded in front of us here. And a lot of the community already is, you know, on different servers and discord together and, and communicating with each other, like off send and on send and everything. And, and it's exactly what you said. Like the, the community is the community. It interacts a lot on scent, but we really galvanize everyone together here. And uh, it's, it's fun to be a part of. And I hope all of us are still leading the charge uh, this time, 2020. Dude, well, I think that's the perfect place to, to leave this conversation and to leave 2019. Again, dude, it was a pleasure to be able to work with you and meet you and, and do all this awesome shit in 2019. And I cannot wait for what we're going to do in 2020. I really am so excited. Hell yeah, man. Me too. All right, brother. Well, happy new year and I'll see you on the flip. Take care, man. Happy new year.